This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Your ears do not deceive you. You have just entered the Cryptid Creator Corner brought to you by your friends at Comic Book Yeti. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Yeti's Cryptid Creator Corner. This is your host, Jimmy Gasparro, and uh, I'm back after about a month of not having recorded one of these. Um, if anybody uh, cares to know, I, I got a, a new job. I, uh, I switched law firms and I'm a lot busier, but I've managed to still make time uh, for my um, favorite extracurricular activity, which is talking about uh, comic books. And I have a real treat for everybody today. Um, we're going to be talking to two of the editors and the writer of one of the stories for a new anthology that's going to be hitting Kickstarter uh, June 14th. By the time you're listening to this, it is probably already on Kickstarter. We'll put a link um, in the notes so everybody can find it. Um, but this is Scott Snyder Presents Tales from the Cloakroom. And I have the two, two of the editors here, C.K. Lawson and Aubrey Lynn Jepson, to talk about how this anthology uh, came about and uh, what you can expect from it, what you can find in it, the things that were important to the two of them as uh, they put it together. And um, you'll find out that uh, all the writers for this met in Scott Snyder's uh, comics writing class uh, that was uh, with Substack. And um, also we have the writer of uh, one of the stories, T. Bellick here is going to talk about their story and um, how they became involved in the in the uh, in the anthology, and I'm I'm very excited. Uh, a full disclosure: I am in the class as well, um, but very behind. So don't tell Scott. But I'm going to catch up. I promise. Um, the classes I've uh, listened to, it's it really is a, a wonderful class. But um, you're not listening to this to uh, to to hear from me. Um, uh, let me introduce uh, C.K. Lawson, who is an editor, story consultant, and writer. Aubrey Lynn, Lynn, Aubrey Lynn Jepson, an editor, uh, story consultant, and production lead. And I think we're going to start with C.K. to uh, talk to us about his experience in the class and, most importantly, 
what can we expect from Scott Snyder presents Tales from the Cloakroom. Uh, welcome, everyone, and um, CK, whenever you're ready. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having us, Jimmy. I know you've been super busy with any jobs, so I appreciate uh, you squeezing us in like this. Um, so basically, um, last year when, you know, the influx of comics writers headed over to Substack and um, all of those news uh, articles were coming out. One caught my eye that was about Scott Snyder's and how he was going to have a writing class, like you said. And then uh, I think it was around September, October, um, Joe G. Schuster, uh, who's in the community, came up with the idea of what if we got together and made an anthology for this class, um, you know, pulling the writers out that wanted to, to submit the work and creating a, a collection from it. And um, he felt like he didn't quite have enough of the skills yet. So he sought out some additional help. So then he brought on Ben O'Grady. He's handling a lot of the marketing and promotional aspects of the, the campaign for us. And also is another editor on the, uh, on the book. And then I think Ben's message is what caught my eye is uh, there's a Discord server about, I think there's like 1400 people in it. That's for the, anybody who's part of the, the class, who's part of the Substack. And um, I think this was back when I had enough time to like check every single message that was being posted <laughs> at that time. And um, now it not is so much. <laughs> it is difficult to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um, and, uh, and he had posted, hey, if you're interested in, submitting a story to this anthology, you know, hit us up. And we uh, set up a little discord for the community of uh, about 20 writers, uh, including Aubrey would be 21 uh, writers and creators. Some artists are in there as well, et cetera. And uh, that's how the anthology came about is uh, Joji Schuster came up with a little nugget of an idea, brought on Ben. Then they sought out Aubrey, which I'll let her speak to her role there. And then I tagged along after that. I, at first just submitted a story, um, this interview, which I think we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. And then um, I was, uh, became obsessed with Aubrey. And I was just like, I want to learn everything <laughs> I can from Aubrey. So I just kind <laughs> oh of, I was like, take me under your wing. And uh, cause I'm really interested in self-publishing. So I wanted to learn as much of it as I could. And it's been a lot. So yeah. Have you, had you um, CK ever been, involved in a, a kickstarter or any type of self-publishing crowdfunding before no this was all new to me um so it was lots and lots of research lots and lots and lots of research but uh but i feel great about it now i feel like i have a really good handle on it it feels really good i was telling i was texting aubrey today about how proud i felt of how much work we put in and now how it's paying out and it feels good to get to you know, talk about it to, to you and to, to other podcasters and stuff and be like, hey, you know, now it's real. It, it, it feels like it's all coming together. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a really proud moment. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. I, I got I was sent, I guess, uh, maybe like a rough. Uh, it was labeled like rough proof, I, I think what I was sent and I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it. It's all kind of I guess uh, Scott Snyder's own publishing company is her own publishing banner is Best Jacket Press. So there's like a, a loose theme of uh, a, a jacket being involved in in the stories and it allows it to be. I mean, there's multiple different types of genres. It's, it's all over the place. Um, with that one kind of link, which is great because there really is something for whatever your 
comic tastes are if it's horror or science fiction or like slice of life um so so aubrey when you were in the the scott snyder's class yeah right and then so when when you were first approached what did you think of the idea and how did you i know i know you've you've edited stories before how did you figure out the best way for you to fit in and you know help this project get to where it is now that it's about to go live on kickstarter so I wanted to like when, so Ben actually DM'd me and said, Hey, we're doing this thing. Cause I am in too many Kickstarters. I mean, not Kickstarters. I'm in too many discords. I'm in too many discords. I'm not in not, okay. not Kickstarters, but uh, I'm in too many discords. And so Ben actually DM'd me and I'm sure he DM'd a few people. And I said, he's like, would you like to submit a story? And I said, no, but I want to be your editor. I want to be a story consultant initially. So I okay. just wanted to edit everything. Cause I, 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 um, I freelance editing comic scripts. Um, so, and I, I, like you, I've done some comic editorial journalism kind of stuff. Um, and then I would taken comics experiences, comics editing and project management class. And so I'm like, well, I want a place to apply some of these skills I've built taking these other classes. This is the perfect place to do that. And Ben was like, yeah, sure. Come on to the editorial team. Like I give him, I, he did ask for like kind of a quick synopsis of stuff I've worked on and I gave him some of that information. And so, yeah. And then I was just like, they, they were very willing to accept me. And I said, I'd taken that class. And so I had some of the more background knowledge. Cause a lot of people don't realize how much goes into like, like that's a rough proof because it doesn't have like a table of contents or anything that we'll need before we actually go to print the book, but it has all the stories. Right. Um, and I put that together so we could send it out like the, the full proof, the three stories Ben actually compiled for us. Um, Cause we have a couple that we've been sending to media as needed. So I don't know. I just, I was really excited about the editorial side of things. And so this seemed like a really good place to kind of build those skills. And as we went along, I was like, you know, I actually know how to do this part and I know how to do this part. Why don't I just stay and be like a full editor on the project? And so right. that's how we ended up here. Nice. Um, well, let me just ask though, like you're, you're taking a writing class, yeah. you would think ultimately the goal to, you know, write your own story. So just out of curiosity, why, when given the chance, like, oh, do you want to pitch a story for this? Do you feel more comfortable in editorial? Do you feel like um, this wasn't a good fit? No, I'm sure I could have written a story. Like I, we've got, I've got another Kickstarter running right now, the Southern Telepaths Kickstarter producing the end. And I've got a story in that, and that's going to be published hopefully like we're very close. We're getting closer and closer to that goal. And I've Fingers got a crossed. million other stories. I've, I've been published in other uh, prose anthologies. Yeah. And then I've self-published a short story. Like I love writing too, but like with COVID and everything, I was kind of, I've been more burnt out on that side of things mm -hmm. and, and finishing works a little harder. Cause like my creative well was just different. And with editing, it's just, I don't know, something speaks to my soul about helping people make their work the best it can possibly be. Right. And so I love that side of things. And I think, I, I mean, you can probably understand as someone who does comics journal journalism, I spent a lot of time like reviewing for Soda and Telepaths and like, you get to look at the art, you get to really analyze those stories as you're going through them. It's more than just reading for fun. I mean, I usually read for fun once and then I go back and actually craft my reviews when I do it. But uh, sure. I think that helped me too. It helped me hone an eye of like, this is when the magic is happening. And this is when I'm kind of I'm enjoying the story, but it's not as exciting or things like that. And so, I don't know, it just kind of was this perfect confluence of my skills as a person. Right. 
Yeah, no, I didn't mean that as like, uh, why didn't, you know, you're in a writing class. Why didn't you write no, you're a story? Fine. You're I just fine. said that, you know, was there, I, I think if you, I, I certainly feel the same way. You, you, there's things that we, we want to do, but sometimes different projects come along and you're like, yeah, I could, but I really think my skills could do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that's what I'm, you know, going to focus on. Yeah. So I was just, you know, curious. Um, so how did the, like the, the different creators, was it an open submission or was it Ben or CK or, or, or you or someone else? Um, or was it Schuster that reached out to people to say, you know, um, these are the folks that are going to be involved and this is what we're looking to do? Uh, yeah, it was open submission. Anybody could submit if they wanted to. And then what we did is we started doing kind of a script review back in October. There was a peer review system set up. So it would go through the peer review system. It would also go through uh, every script went through at least two rounds of editorial review from Aubrey and then two rounds from me. And then sometimes even more than that, we wanted uh, to keep that Scott Snyder's, the vibe of his class and be open to helping people on this journey. And so there were a handful of people who, who unfortunately weren't quite ready yet, um, but we worked really hard for them to help them you know, hone the craft a little bit more. So, so even though, you know, they didn't make it into the collection, they still got a lot out of it from the editorial uh, review process. Um, and so, yeah, it was open submission like that. And then, uh, you know, we wanted to heavily make sure that we had story or not necessarily stories, I shouldn't say, but had creators from a, um, a uh, wide spectrum so you know uh, at least half of our creators are either 2SLGBT uh, it's been a long day uh, 2SLGBTQIA plus it's my own community and I just messed it up uh, 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 women um, differently abled like myself I'm disabled and um, and black indigenous people of color we, we wanted to be as inclusive as possible and that was nice about Ben, Joe, Aubrey and I you know we're all a pretty diverse editorial team. So we all had the eye out for, well, we need to make sure that we rep represent different communities really well. Um, and so that was another aspect that was really important is, yeah, anybody can submit, but we also want to make sure stories reflect, you know, the real world. Right. You know, I, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. Um, and it, reading through the stories and not knowing what every writer or artist you know, letterers background is, I can tell though that there's such a different uh, grouping of like life experiences being told through these, you know, stories. And it, it, even just reading through it, you get the sense that you're, you're really seeing different aspects of, you know, so many uh, different people's experiences being distilled through this class and, and in this anthology. I, I, I loved it. Um, uh, well, I know you have a story in it, uh, that one that you wrote, CK, which we'll, we'll talk about later. And um, I'll ask my wife's forgiveness because I asked her to read it because <laughs> I really liked it. And um, she liked it too, but... Um, it's it's a very emotional story, I'll say that, um, but and 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 well told and well well illustrated. Um, but I don't want to I, I don't want to keep T out. Um, so uh, T, sure. your <laughs> your your story um, was is called Skeleton, mm -hmm. and 
I don't want to pronounce these names wrong. Iacopo Callisti is the artist. Uh, yeah, I believe so. That's his name. Okay. And, and um, lettered by, uh, I think it's Pixie Colessa. Colessa. It knocked me my socks off, like knocked me back. Um, I didn't know, you know, I, I, from the opening panel, I thought I was going to get a much different story than I got. It all because it it starts, you know, it's called skeleton and it starts, it almost looks like it's going to be an eerie type of ghost story. In a way it is, but in in a way it very much isn't. It um I I it it's one of the I think, you know, not to pick favorites yet, but one of the stronger stories in there. And I'm so glad I I get a chance to talk Chris to you. This is right here. What? Chris is right here. <laughs> um uh, what um like how how did you first become involved in the class and then what was your your pitch to the editorial team for this story? Yeah, at first, so for the Scott Snyder, the Scott class. Um, my mom saw an Instagram post and she sent to me like, "Oh, you like comics? Why don't you do this?" <laughs> and to be fair, my mother, like, I started getting actually like writing comics in 2020 and my mother has been amazing she has helped me edit a lot of my stories I talk them out to her and she'll like she pushes back she's absolutely incredible um and she's like I think you'd like this and I'm like cool and I joined the group and bombarded with air all the discord people immediately <laughs> and I got into the anthology because I saw the posting one day. I was like calling out for people who want to join. And I was like, I, and I just like, okay, I'll, I'll try and submit. I'll try and get in. Cause I'm like, it's going to be hundreds of people trying to submit. And when it, I, I'd had the character in my head for a long time, the main character in Skeleton in a different context before, but we got the, it's going to be four to six pages. I think I, I don't even think I pitched it. I think we were able just to submit scripts. Okay. And I got a lot of feedback from both these incredible people and a lot of other people in the group. And they told me it was way too vague, which it was. So it went, like I said, it went through several rounds of editing and giving advice and advice from my mother. I got advice to a lot of people. And then I just, I luckily found an artist on, on Instagram, which I really liked. I really loved their work. And Pixie, my letterer, I worked with before on another thing I've worked on in the past. And we also went to college together. So. Oh, wow. And there uh, we and go. I, I'm, with, I'm with you, Jimmy. Uh, Tease is one of my favorite stories. I really, really love Skeleton. I was just talking about it uh, with um, on, a, on another interview. They were asking us, what one story would we call out as our favorite and uh i mentioned tease because that last panel i don't want to give anything away of course but the last panel just sticks with me it still like resonates with me and i still get goosebumps every time i see it in my head i, I really really love their story yeah um so had you been familiar you know with with your had you been familiar with like Scott Snyder's work before? You just saw oh, there's a comics writing class. Your mom showed you the post and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I got, I got into comics way late, but 
as, as an entry point, I started with Batman. And I, I read the Court of Owls a couple, you know, a couple Batman issues in, and I really loved it. And then we had a class where he was breaking down his story structure of the different hurdles Batman encounters and how they, not necessarily break him, but they break the assumptions he's made and like how much he cared about that and how like nuances I hadn't picked up on the first time I'd read that, like I'd enjoy the story. And I was like, oh, there was, there's so much more here that I initially picked up. And I was like, I, I like this guy. And <laughs> I'd heard his name, like he's one of the people that you hear the name in the industry. And I kind of knew immediately that was gonna be a good class. I was just, I wasn't, I was not prepared for the Discord server, which is just has so many kind people in it. And I've been able to read other people's stories. I've been able to hear advice from other people. I've been able to talk about characters with other people. And it's, that's always a part of comics that I've enjoyed is getting to talk to other people and getting to get their perspective in a comic that necessarily I didn't pick up in the first time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just chat about it, and nerd out. Yeah, that is the that if you can find a group, there there is a lot going on on the Discord. But if you can find a group or a discussion, uh, there is a lot of benefit to kind of like nerding out with like-minded folk about comics you like, and you know whether or not it's the writing aspect or the the art aspect. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess talking about the class itself and and the the Discord. So like so both you know CK and Aubrey, what what led you to it? Were you, you know, fans before in terms of Scott Snyder and thought, oh, he could write, where you know, he can write, uh, I can learn from him. Or did you, you know, just see that, oh, this is a writing class starting now and I think it would be good. Other people I know are getting involved in it. Um, you know, Aubrey, if you, I see yeah. you nodding. So if you want to Yeah, jump I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I felt like, uh, um, so Kelly Sudaconic recommended like women in comics. Uh, it's a, it's an organization you can join. And I joined it. Um, and they had shared that they were doing a class with Scott and in that class, it was only like an hour or two long. Um, he dove into a lot of cool stuff and he said, I've also got this sub stack that you can come join and you can come learn from me for a whole year. And I was like, I'm in, like, you got me. I love taking, like, I've been trying to get into comics for about 10 years and so like from an industry side um and that actually started with a kelly sue deconic workshop deconic workshop like uh 10 years ago um and so i just love i love taking classes because you always every like i've taken from howard chaikin christopher priest like all kinds of different people and every class there's a different perspective there's nuggets of truth and and craft that you're not going to get anywhere else and I haven't been disappointed at all. Like Scott continues to share things that just like blow my mind. So that's kind of where, that's how I landed in there. Okay. And CK? Uh, for me, I've been a fan of Snyder, like right out the gate with his comics. I started right off the bat with American Vampire when it was first coming out um, because I'm a big Stephen King person. And I was like, who is this Scott Snyder person? They write really well. And uh, I've been a follower of his ever since, you know, Severed, I really loved uh, his new stuff. Clear is really great. And so I've just followed his career pretty much from the get go. Well, I mean, 
except for his background in novels. I didn't know him then, but uh, from his comic book work, I've, I've, I've uh, been following him uh, right out the gate. I've never taken a class before. Um, I I guess I hit kind of like when I hit 40, I was like uh, really regretting that never pursuing the writing path that I had mm -hmm. wanted to when I was 20 years old and had to like make my life choice right then or it's the end of the world. And um, so I just really, uh, and you know, ever since I was like, what if I had done that instead? And finally, this was kind of like the catalyst where I was, I was like, okay, well, here's a, a prime opportunity. It's only seven bucks a month. Let's do it. And anybody that's listening, who's even considering it, um, you can pay seven bucks a month and get the entire backlog of a year's worth of classes at this point. So I highly suggest trying it out. They've been really good. Awesome. So we'll, let's talk a little bit more back into um, the anthology. And yeah, you you mentioned uh, if somebody asked you what is one story you um, you know to point to, but you know I was more interested in the diversity, not just of the creators, but you know of the stories themselves. And I was interested in the the ordering of it. Did a lot of thought go into how we order the stories, and uh, because I mean, CKs cannot go first and should not be last. <laughs> and I'm going to hold off a little bit longer until we talk about why. But so was there a thought process about uh, about, you know, about the ordering of it? Yeah, definitely. Um, because one of the things we've gotten in, uh, like you said, is uh, the fact that it's multi-genre you're you're used to an, an anthology having a theme. And so if you're interested in that, theme then that's the anthology you want to buy and ours is every genre you can think of it's highly uh, centered on like you said horror sci-fi and slice of life but there's a little mm -hmm. noir in there a little blah blah in there and um so when i was looking at it um the stories and i was talking to aubrey and i was like we've got to come up with like this cool ebb and flow of stories these quick quick pace then slow pace then quick again then saying take them on a roller coaster because otherwise we can't like group all the horror because people who like horror will only go and read the horror section. And our point here is to really get these voices heard. So we wanted to design it in a way where people wanted to stick with it. Cause like you said, they didn't know what was coming like in, in T story. And so, but if you group it by genre, you know, what's coming. And so I was like, well, let's group it in a way where we just go, you know, slow, quick, medium, slow, quick, medium, kind of like that. And then also not putting the genres next to each other. So if one's a horror story, we're not going to see another horror story for a few uh, more stories. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really validating to hear that, that you felt that work because I did put a lot of work into it. And, um, and everybody that has read the proof so far has said that they were like, oh, wow, you, I don't see how you made this work, but you did. I was hooked in a, in a state hooked. And it, that it's really validating to hear that. So thank you. Yeah. And um, I mean, I also liked, I also really liked and, and appreciated that. Um, I, I felt like some of the stories were, I, I don't know where else they would fit. And I, I don't, I really don't want that to sound like, like a negative, but um, I mean, the one story and I, I, I don't have it open in front of me and my notes just have the names of the story. So I apologize that I do not know the creative team, but like where else would a story like Spuds go? And I love that. I mean, that was just, it, 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 
sometimes when you're writing in a dialect, it can it, it can just be overwrought and you're you're struggling through it. Um, but this I felt like I picked it up fairly quickly and I just um, I mean, it's set in Scotland. Right. And it's just yeah, Spuds, I just thought was like, where else would that go? And I was so glad that I got to read it. And uh, I want to you know, uh, I, I, it was it was really great. So that I think is a big you know, feather in the cap of everybody. Um, that there are some stories that I don't, I don't know where else they would go. And I'm glad that they're, they're here and, and they're in this. Um, okay, I think- Yeah, and Ben, and ben McCray uh, wrote, uh, illustrated and lettered Spuds. He's like, a, he can do all of it. <laughs> it's, he has a really good eye. So it, he's a, and he's just an amazing supportive guy. So he's really cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, and I can talk about BEMS real quick if you want a little bit about the the specifically the language. Sure, in spuds. Yeah, in terms of the dialect. Yeah, yeah. No, so please. like editing that, like I am one thing I am a stickler for is accessibility and language. And so there were a couple of places where I was like, I don't think this is going to translate. And there was one place where he actually pushed back to me. He's like, I think it'll it'll be okay. And so it's so cool to hear you say like that was a really cool thing to read and how you understood the dialect. I think them did an amazing job with that, but it was really fun like to just see the script from an editor's perspective and see how well he had done dialect because I come from a prose background where they're often like really be careful with that. Um, like they'll encourage you to be like, say they're Scottish, but don't necessarily like get really bogged down with it. But Bem did such a phenomenal job with that. Yeah, it, it was it was really well done. Um, it, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like it was too much. There was the use of some of the, you know, similar words like back and forth. So you, you really got a sense of it. I mean, and it, it's a visual medium. So you you really get a sense of like these two characters and, and what's taking uh, place in this uh, spud shop and it has a, a, an odd little serious but like a sense of humor that I kind of appreciated and it's 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 touching as well it was it was very it was, yeah, it was very good and I think it's like smack dab like in the middle and I felt like oh that's this was nice <laughs> I enjoyed this <laughs> um so I, did you guys have like uh, you said you had like a separate I guess discord or, or a channel for uh for everyone in the anthology so I, I wanted to ask t uh you mentioned some of the people on discord and, and you know how how kind they were um had before skeleton had you written scripts before had you you know um had gotten feedback before um and what was that that process like to you know take a script from the initial stages, you know, to get it to where it is polished and, and start seeing, you know, the finished art, you know, that's what was that like for you? Yeah, so I recently got into comics, but I've been writing for before I could, I could properly spell, which was very fun. But, <laughs> you know, I, I taken classes, I have my amazing mother, who will tell me when something is bad and will tell me when something is nonsensical. And I've, I got to take classes in college where if something was bad, my teacher would tell me, my classmates would tell me, and it was just like, have no ego, have no ego. Just be like, they don't do it 
to be mean. They do it because they think you can write a better story. And entering into the class, I think I'd written, I'd written a graphic novel before as like a story I adapted into the comic format, but this is, I think this was my first actual comic script. And so I knew it needed to be ter- torn apart. And when people had nice things to say about it, I'm like, you guys read it, right? You're just not being nice to me. But no, they gave me some really good feedback. And they were saying that you could add some stuff here to make it a bit more clearer. What do you mean by this? And if it was a mixture of advice and asking questions. And it was some incredible feedback. That's awesome. Um, having, having, you know, if you, you said you've written before you could spell, and I'm assuming, you know, if this was your first comic script, having written prose, was it difficult for you uh, to, you know, take what you normally would do in prose and write it to uh, a comic format, like panel by panel? Or, or was it, do you have a knack with being able to visualize those types of things to be able to, you know, get the artist to translate what, you know, your, your, what your vision is and then add their own style too, sure. Mm-hmm. but. So this class definitely helped me with that because I've written in different formats before. I've written a screenplay before, you know, just stuff for yourself. You're just like, I have an idea. I'm going to write it. No mm-hmm. one's going to read it, but I'm going to write it. And I didn't know how much to put in, you know, the directions because I'd seen some scripts where they were more minimal, some a little more like this. I'd had a teacher be like no more than three lines, but especially getting to read other people's scripts and seeing that they were different and being like, okay, there are some rules like Audrey, Audrey very kindly said, don't have more than 50 words on a, um, in a panel because it can get really blocky. And like some small tricks I'd picked up on, I'm like, you know, trying to have an, something like a hook at the end of the page to make the person flip to the next one. So it was small little trinkets that I picked up but I, I, I honestly, I just, I just fell in love with the medium. I still have a lot to learn, but I'd never been really good with writing flowery dialogue. So writing very direct dialogue and like, this is my wheelhouse. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, your, your story for everyone, if you've listened to this and you've backed the Kickstarter, when you get this, you'll, you'll know, I'm, I don't want to, talk too much about it because I want I want folks to read it and experience it the way that I did um you're going to come back and say oh yeah you were right it's 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 a creative team that I really feels like has it knows where the story uh needs to go um and it, it the art style I feel matches you know very well and um yeah it's a wonderful job <laughs> Um, so I guess I, I wanted to talk a little bit more this is about this is Scott Snyder presents Tales from the Cloakroom. So is that because of the class? Did Scott like, you know, look at everything and and give the okay? Does he have any involvement in it? So he's been amazing. Um, he gave us the okay to use his name before he had seen what we were doing. We told him oh, we were gonna wow. send it to him, but he actually we we were like we voted on a title and we said this is what we're like, we sent to his assistant, I believe, I think Ben reached out to his assistant and said, this is the title we have. Is that okay? Like when we use the name. 
And he said, yeah, you can use the name. And, and so now we, you know, we've sent it over. He shared it on Twitter. He's going to help us with some stuff with the Kickstarter. So there will be some, some Scott in the Kickstarter as well. Um, he and his assistant, like, uh, he and Tyler Jenis have been super supportive, very kind. And, uh, just, I mean, giving your name to something like this, like I, I am amazed how willing industry professionals are to help people who want to get into the industry. It shocks me every time one of them is so kind like this. And so, I don't know. It's been really nice to have that sort of backing and to have him believe in us even before he kind right. of knew what the book was going to look like. So. Yes. Yeah. So he's definitely been a, a cheerleader for us. And hit, like, like Aubrey said, his assistant editor, Tyler Genis, has been great. Um, but uh, as far as editorially, like he hasn't been involved throughout the process in that way. It's more like a supportive you know, you can do this kind of thing. Right, um, sure. It's not like uh, this anthology is being um, uh, editorially like produced from his side of things. Right. I just right, want to make yeah, that yeah. clear. So. No, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the it's the two of you and then also um, Ben and Joe, right? Yep, yep. Right. And um, yeah, no, I. but it, it is, you know, you all, you, everyone met, at least the writers, met you know through this class and this uh uh this experience but yeah that is that is nice i i've um i i've i've in the the parts of the class that i have watched and participated in i very much enjoyed it is it's just amazing that he's as busy you know as he is and is doing this and um uh sharing you know his knowledge and i mean he's taught before and he does seem like a natural kind of uh, teacher and uh, especially the way he breaks down things in terms of how he did it, why he did it this way, working with Greg, uh, Greg Capullo in, you know, the, their Batman run, um, you know, that's that type of, I get a lot out of the lessons in like story structure, I think are extremely, extremely, um, uh, you know, valuable. Um, but that's great. Uh, what, speaking of the Kickstarter, you said there's going to be some, you know, Scott stuff. Uh, what what can people expect from the Kickstarter when it goes live in what two days? Uh, you want, okay, I guess I'll take it. Uh, so uh, we're going to have various reward tiers. Of course, we'll have a digital tier, a digital copy. We'll have a physical copy. We're going to have an early bird for the first uh, three days. You, you get a discount if you if you uh, back it early on. Um, we're also going to have some stickers that were designed by Rob Jones. Um, we will have a bookmark uh, that also has uh, designs um, by Rob Jones, but also the artist on my story, um, the dog in my story, will actually be the bookmark because he's just an adorable dog. So you had to put him <laughs> on a bookmark. Uh, that'll be a reward tier. Uh, we'll have another tier that has three art prints. It'll be the cover of, of uh, a print for Skylar Patridge's cover. Um, the, the one you've seen with the kind of ethereal hooded jacket. Uh, we have another variant cover by Jesse Lonergan, and that will be also an art print. And then we have an art print by Sebastian Paris. Uh, other than that, uh, we will, we just got it. Like this might be a scoop, Jimmy. Uh, we right. just found <laughs> we just found out like uh, a day or two ago, Aubrey. I think yeah. um, that Scott is going to sign copies, so we're going to have a reward tier set up 
where we have a limited uh, number of copies that people can buy at that tier and the book will actually be signed by Scott Snyder and then shipped oh, to you. That's awesome. So that's really cool of him to that's do. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I want, did want to say about the cover, thanks for uh, reminding me, but the cover for the one that I saw, which I believe is the Skylar Patridge cover, is great. Um, I love uh, their work on the second uh, arc of Resonant, uh the vault comic and um yeah it's a really cool cover it looks great so that's uh that's pretty awesome yeah we um, were lucky to grab skylar um she's extremely popular now child of the amazons and artemis oh yeah from dc with her we we got her just in the nick of time because <laughs> now i'm <laughs> sure she's just too swamped but yeah i mean it definitely seems like oh uh, yeah as more more dc work in skylar's future i think <laughs> after seeing the the work on trial of the amazon so um so i i think i guess we're at the point ck what talk to us about your story without really spoiling anything uh, if that's possible but i uh jokingly said in the beginning that my i think it was before we were i mentioned it but before we were recording i had said i asked my wife to read it because i loved it so much and now it made her emotional, so now she's not talking to me because she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't like to feel emotions. Uh, she doesn't listen to this podcast. I can say that. <laughs> but so, so CK, tell me about tell me about your story as a you know a writer on it, and um, you know, talk to me about it without you know spoiling too much. Sure. So, um, so like we said, the whole connecting thing throughout the anthology was just a jacket. So, hey, tell a story about a jacket. What does that make you think of? And for me, my immediate thoughts with the jacket were how we tend to maybe keep an ex's like sweater because maybe it still smells like them or you've lost a family member. And, you know, every time you smell that piece of, of clothing, it just takes you back through the memories, whether they are good or bad. And um, my dog and I have a, a very tight bond, have three dogs, but the one in the story, Bandit, um, he and I have a very close bond because, um, like I said, I, I'm disabled. I've been disabled for 20 years now. And um, with my condition, there are a lot of comorbidity factors with it. So, you know, there's a, a lot going on in my mind all the time when it comes to my life. And, um, well, let's just say it, death. You know, it's on my mind a lot. And then my dog, Bandit, um, he just got diagnosed with Addison's disease, which comes on very quickly. And so he had a rough weekend back in December of 2020, um, where he was in the ICU all weekend. And so, you know, with his condition, it's kept under control with medicine and stuff. But we, so I just wanted to explore this idea of, you know, his and my connection and how much love we have for each other and um, how you can have bittersweet moments because, you know, that anything could happen at any time. So you just take the good with the bad and you learn to savor every moment that you can of happiness with them. And uh, uh, so that's what I wanted to explore was this idea of uh, loss, but at the same time, um, this idea of how much love there is there. So, Well, it's an excellent story. It's thank uh, you, thank you. very well done, um, beautifully illustrated and lettered, by the way. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's just there were a couple of stories and I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, what's the best, what's the favorite or, or this and that, but there, there are a, a, a couple of stories that, uh, cause when you get a, when you get something and it says, you know, Scott 
Snyder presents Tales from the Cloakroom, right? And I'm a big fan of, of, of Scott's. The, you know, it's why I decided to, to take the class as well. And I've read, you know, his Batman run and I've read American Vampire and Witches and uh, probably my favorite thing that he's written, uh, A.D. After Death with um, uh, Jeff Lemire. Lemire. Um, and so when you're going through it, you, you have that in your mind, uh, at least I did. And there were a couple of stories that I felt were very like in that same vein of um, like it, it, of influence, uh, it, you know, from what I'm used to with Scott Snyder's writing. And there were a couple of stories in particular that I felt um, either were fans before or influenced or inspired by, or really picked up some things in the class. Um, and yours I felt was, uh, was one of them. Um, there were a few others that I thought uh, just to call out a couple of them and, you know, to at least to tell folks who are listening who might not have checked out the, uh, the Kickstarter yet. Um, I felt like the fourth statue in Catalina I felt was another one that had like a really great sense of, uh, of mystery to it. Uh, and I thought was just uh, fantastic. Um, it, the, uh, it, although this was a little different, but the, the rhinestone detective, I, I thought was another, another story that I had like a, a certain aspects to it that um, reminded me of um you know, kind of like the later issues of American Vampire, almost just like some type of noirish undercurrent. Um, yeah, I just, I, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's really great, really well done. The Beekeepers do reminded me of like of witches uh, a little bit. So there's just some, it's, it's, it was really, um, yeah, I really very much enjoyed it. But um, yeah, I know. Um, CK, you had already mentioned in terms of Scott's work, uh, starting with like American Vampire, but I wanted to also ask you if there are any others or Aubrey, um, were there any other in particular works of Scott's that you enjoyed, that you were fans of, that you either discovered before the class or during it that were mentioned in the class and you thought, oh, I should pick this up and check it out. I really loved uh Severed. Um, Severed is probably my favorite work of his, uh, done I think a long time ago, like maybe, I think it was right after uh, his work on American, the early years of the American vampire stuff, but severed this kind of, um, well, I don't want to give anything away, but, uh, but if you have not read severed and you are a fan of Scott Snyder's, I highly suggest uh, tracking it down. Yeah. Um, for me, Court of Owls, I even remember, like, it was interesting when I got into the class, like uh, I went to, oh, I'm muted. Or no, I'm not muted. I'm good. Okay, I thought I was we muted. Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I keep seeing like the faces change and then it didn't change, but it's because it's me. Um, yeah. It's your face. <laughs> <laughs> so Court of Owls is really interesting and I've enjoyed seeing like him talk about that from the writer's perspective because it's so different seeing it from a consumer's perspective, but like him talking about why, I mean, that's really what got me to do the class. He talked about that in the women in comic session that he did and that it was like he was walking around the city and thinking about what it felt like and and stuff like that like 
it's always interesting to see where we pull, like people pull inspiration from. So if you haven't read Court of Owls and you like Batman, definitely read Court of Owls. I think probably most people have, but I don't know, just being able to see both sides of the spectrum with that story now that we're in the mm-hmm. class was really interesting to me. And it gives you a new perspective on it that you couldn't have gotten otherwise. So yeah. And I need to read more of his other works because I haven't dove that far into it yet. So. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, yeah, well, there's, there's, there's a lot out there to choose from. Yeah, T, was there, um, I know you said you had read Batman, but was there anything else that you discovered uh, in the class that you decided was, to check out? Yeah, there have been several, but um, when I discovered them, I was in the Midlands. And when I went to the nearest bookstore, um, it was everything in Dutch. So now that I'm in the United States, I need to go to a bookstore and be like, Please help me. Please give me all this. <laughs> they'll, they'll help you. <laughs> You'll be. Yes. I know they will. <laughs> You'll be all right. Um, well, I, I mean, it's, I don't want to take up too much uh, of your time. And um, I have the Tonys paused uh, because we're recording this on Sunday night. But um, no, is there anything else you guys wanted to to talk about that we didn't touch on? I mean, feel free to, um, I'm really excited. I, I want to say I encourage everyone to check out this anthology. It really is. It's a great cross section of different stories from many different creators. Um, there's a focus, I think at least 50% are from a, a traditionally underrepresented community. Um, these are, you know, n- new emerging voices that are telling their stories, and they're really wonderful. They're wonderful stories. So I encourage everyone to check it out. Uh, but before we go, if there's anything else, T, C, K, Aubrey, that you want to touch on or talk about, you know. Uh, yeah, um, I would just like to to make sure people go follow us on Twitter at Cloakroom Comics is the, the account for the anthology. Um, you can follow me at Chris Does Comics on Twitter um but uh if you we would love to uh get your money please give us all your money um but beyond that because we have so many creators that are uh new voices they don't and uh, a ton of them are apparently hermits that just don't like to leave their homes or have any social media presence whatsoever i think it's critical for uh, our success that if you want to support these new voices then uh, get the word out for us on twitter and, and social media in general because um like i said a lot of them don't have a lot of social capital or social like a big following or anything and so i think it's going to be important for people who are enjoying the work to like get the word out for us and and follow us at cloakroom comics and you'll see uh um artwork rolled out you know throughout the campaign and you can you know tweet and retweet and quote tweet and all that good stuff so um so yeah if you can't support us financially we love your support um on social media so yeah, and I, I, I do want to say, I, I mean, comics are a visual medium, and I know this is, uh, you know, folks met in a writer's class, we've been talking a lot about the different writers, but I mean, there are some, there's just some amazing, amazing artwork being done, the, there's some fantastic lettering that is being done in these comics, so this is a group creative team effort uh, i know we were focused more so on the writing because everyone met in the writing class but really there's it's just phenomenal work um all around um i, I know i'd mentioned it before but the rhinestone detective i believe that was paul axel as a writer and jimmy 
I, I should know all the Jimmy's last names. Um, I, I, I know how to spell it, but I, I don't want to mispronounce it, <laughs> but um, uh, it, it's really wonderful. Uh, and there's a few others that uh, the artwork is, um, you know, uh, just outstanding and uh, well worth uh, your time to check out. So um, Aubrey T, any last words, any yeah. final words? Um, I'm just going to say, I love the comic book Yeti. I just think, I don't know. I, since I was on Soto Telepass, I just had so much admiration for the comic book Yeti and the whole organization and, and all of your contributors. All right. I'm going to call I, that out. <laughs> really? I, I want, can't say that? No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, it was, it's, it's interesting to be where I am today because like, a year ago, I probably wouldn't have pictured this. I would have just assumed I would stick behind the journalistic desk, um, but I made it out. And I'm at Teaming the Muse on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I'm just excited to share. I agree. Like the art is stunning. I, I'm learning to letter and I'm just so appreciative that we've got really good lettering and really expressive lettering. I think people forget sometimes how important that is to a comic and good lettering you will not notice because it's so good you don't notice it um, mm -hmm. bad lettering you notice immediately so <laughs> yeah uh it's true yeah and i think as i think i saw um i'm just going by memory and i, I apologize if i misspeak uh because I, I don't have it in front of me but i think i saw rob jones uh yeah. had lettered a story lyndon uh Radchenka, yep um the letter that i'm i'm familiar with and talked to when um I think the Dead Work Collective had a had an anthology uh, yeah. a couple of months ago. So yeah, there's some yeah there's some excellent lettering being done as well yeah. in the stories. So yeah, Lyndon and um, Rob did several stories for us, and and Rob is also the one who designed the the uh, trade dress, whatever what the, whatever the official name is, the the right. title and all of that, the logo, and, you know, yeah. the logo and all that, and stuff. the iconography and that we have in there with the the different jackets that are going to be our stickers and also some of the inner pages and stuff so yeah we were able to nab some really good um uh, letters and stuff yeah absolutely well all right um t anything else no oh, thank you so much for having us and also just a thank you to both these amazing people who actually brought this together because I, this uh, like less than a year ago this was an idea and you guys made it happen so thank you for letting us be here and thank you guys for making it happen. Make me well, thank cry. You. Thank you. We wouldn't have it without your contribution. And Jimmy, congrats on, you just passed a hundred articles, didn't you? Uh, yes, uh, not that long ago. I, mm -hmm. I, I uh, it was helped by the end of last year. I, I had, I, I interviewed a bunch of letterers. So at like, I, I think there were like 20 or 21 individual letterer articles, which, which helped, uh, which it was like a 15 question questionnaire. And I had a lot of, I actually, just, I just had a lot of letterers that luckily responded to the same like set of questions. And it was some of the, I like, I like lettering and I, I just, I mean, I, I get it like the writer writes, but it, it really affects the flow of the page and you don't ever want it to get in the way of the art. And like, when you see letterers, they're just doing some amazing things. And I was like, you know, nobody ever like, you know, some comics still don't put the letterer on the, the cover, which I mean, sometimes I've had a difficult time, like when you're reviewing something, like I, I shouldn't struggle to 
figure out who the letterer is it should be you know evident <laughs> so uh that was that took up a lot of uh that, that helped out with like 20 some articles <laughs> towards the end of last year but yeah i was lucky like clayton cowles responded which was uh which was super cool um but yeah not to slight any particular letters i like taylor esposito and letter squids and it was uh, that was that was pretty neat. But yeah, thank you. I've I only started with Comic Book Yeti at the beginning of, you know, 2021. It's only been about a year and a half. But um, yeah, reviewing stuff and then interviewing people. I, I, I like interviewing people more than 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 reviewing because um, I like I like a lot of stuff. So it's hard to be like super critical at times. But I like talking to people. And I like to talk, so it's like, uh, but I, I do, yeah, written interviews are great, you know, can, and, uh, but actually having the podcast and being able to actually see folks' faces, especially after the past two and a half, I guess, almost two and a half years of the pandemic and, you know, getting used to Zoom, but it's nice to see people and talk to them and hear about the stuff that they're doing Absolutely. and help in any little way I can to say, hey, this is, you know, you should read this. It might, it might affect you. It might make you feel something. It was just why my wife's not talking to me. But <laughs> <laughs> she felt something and she doesn't like to feel things. Again, she doesn't listen to this podcast. It's okay that I say this. <laughs> we'll have her read spuds and maybe it'll mend the marriage. <laughs> like she'll laugh and then things yeah. will be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I will. I'll have I'll I'll pick another one. But yeah, spuds would be a good one. Um but no, thank you guys uh, for being here and uh, for talking to me. And I wish you, you know, I'll, the best of luck. Uh, I'll, you have one early bird backer. So, um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and get, you know, let me, so, um, so yeah, uh, thank you all for being here. Um, and uh, this is Jimmy Gasparro with Comic Book Yeti's Cryptid Creator Corner. Thank you again very much to CK Lawson. Aubrey Lynn Jepson and T. Bellick. I really appreciate all your time. And everyone needs to go and check out uh, Scott Snyder Presents Tales from the Cloakroom on Kickstarter. It's going to go live uh, June 14th. So by the time you hear this, it should be live. You can go there right now. We'll put a, put a, put a link in this. And you'll have until July 16th. But don't, don't wait till the end. Um, let's make sure that uh, this gets funded. And um, all of these writers and artists and letterers and editors who have come together to tell these 20 very interesting and diverse stories um get it in the hands as uh, many people as possible because uh you know and if you have friends that aren't into comics this is the perfect type of anthology to get them or get them into because you never know uh who, which first comic will turn someone into a lifelong fan all right, so for Jimmy Gasparro and Comic Book Yeti, have a good night and see you next time. This is Byron O'Neill, one of your hosts of the Cryptid Creator Corner, brought to you by Comic Book Yeti. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It lets us know how we're doing, and more importantly, how we can improve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner, maybe you would enjoy our sister podcast, Into the Comics Cave. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.